Good morning, everybody. Harry Schrader here, ValleyHoopsInsider.com, Valley Hoops Insider Podcast. Uh, excited today to bring you a live interview with the brand new head coach of the Valparaiso Beacons, Roger Powell Jr. A great press conference yesterday. I got to watch it last night. I couldn't watch it live and love his energy, love what he's going to be about and what he's bringing to Valpo. And let's bring in the brand new head basketball coach of the Beacons, Roger Powell Jr. Good morning, coach. Uh, you in the office is already this morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're cranking away here. I got a lot of work to do. So, um, you know, got to get up early and got to, you know, bring the juice and and then, you know, finalize my staff. So it's it's go time. Well, welcome to the Valley. And I know the last thing on your list in terms of importance is talking to some guy like me. You've got a lot to do. I realize that. Uh, but can you give us the level of excitement that's in your heart and mind, your family's heart and mind about coming back to Valpo? Oh, man, I'm just fired up. Um, you know, I don't take this opportunity lightly. I think there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. And, and there's a lot of excitement. And I think it's been building up to, you know, the fans and the community and Northwest Indiana and the university has been building up. They're ready for some success. And, you know, I've been tasked with the, uh, with the, with the responsibility, the challenge to bring it. So, you know, there's a ton of excitement. There's a ton of passion. The fact that all my supporters, people that, you know, supported me everywhere I've been, especially even Illini fans, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty cool to be back and, and know that they're going to be able to see me turn this thing around and get it to the level of championship championships that it was at. I don't, I don't know if you're a world wrestling federation fan or not, but, uh, the rock, the wrestler of the rock, the actor of the rock, he always used to call himself the people's champion. And if there was a people's champion in terms of this process, the Valpo people were all in on Roger Powell from the very beginning. That's got to be heartwarming. It is. It means a lot to me. Um, the last time I stepped foot on this court as a coach, obviously assistant coach with, with Bryce, you know, we, we had some big time experiences, man. We actually beat St. Mary's, the Gales, which it's always fun when you can beat St. Mary's, especially coming from Gonzaga and the challenges that we had with them. But it, it, it was something that was like dear to my heart. And the fact that these, you know, these fans in the community like remember that and they were excited for me to bring it back. It, it means a lot. And it, and it, and it, and it brings a, a heightened level of responsibility hmm. because I want to, I want to make them proud and I want to, I want to create those experiences again for them. There's always those questions at a program like this. Do you hire somebody that has roots in the program or you try to completely change it? And, and of course you can't, you, you say the word drew anywhere around Valpo and people genuflect. I mean, like it's really, it's important to the people there, like many programs that it feels like family. It is. And it is family. Like Bryce is one of my best friends. I mean, his wife and my wife, they're both named Tara. You know, we vacation together. You know, we call each other during the seasons. You know, we encourage each other and, you know, we're going to continue to do that. So for me, coming back here and and helping keep that legacy going and in the championship legacy that Homer started and Scott came in and did his thing is it, it means a lot because I'm a part of their family. And and, you know, when I talk about the fans and the people that support us, like they're one of them, you know, so. It, it, it's more meaningful to me to know that I'm doing this for, for my brother. 
Valparaiso has uh, Lutheran roots at its core. You have been very open about your uh, faith, your relationship with Christ. Was that a significant factor in in taking a job at Valpo? I mean, you could have gone anywhere. I mean, there's millions of schools and not all of them have a faith base at the bottom of it. But did that just add to the allure? It did. You know, and and I I can coach anywhere. Um, Obviously, my faith is extremely important and, and the way that I live. You know, I, like I, I try to shine my light. And um, so if it was at a secular school, you know, I'm, I'm going to still have the same character, the same morals, the same convictions that I have. But being at Valpo um, just made it more comfortable and and just who I am. It gives me the freedom to just kind of, you know, you know, share that more openly. And and, and the, the university wants it. So it is a perfect fit. And it's something that that I really think is valuable because, you know, I can be myself. I can be the Rev and say I'm a preacher and everyone's excited about it. <laughs> the, uh, how, does it, how does your faith, your walk with God, how does it inform or mold the way you go about coaching? I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's my call. Um, you know, when I, when I played, graduated college, my desire was to play professional basketball and then, you know, go into some form of ministry, be a pastor. Well, God kind of shifted that. And, and gave me a call to college athletics and to mentoring young men and and to building their lives. And that's kind of my ministry now, although I'm not, you know, in, in practice, you know, lead them to the Lord's prayer, but I am challenging them to be great. I am, you know, showing them what it means to be a good husband, a good father, a good leader. You know, I'm using the principles and the word of God to motivate them to, to win and to compete at a high level. So, you know, it's, 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 it's been awesome. And, is something that, you know, God has led me to do and he's brought me to coaching. So that's my challenge, not just to my fans, to my family, to my supporters, to the community, but it's to God to, to coach and, and coach with excellence to glorify him. I think recently the, the, the new head coach there at Kansas State, he said it this way. He said, I'm called to mentor men and, and God has given me the path of basketball in which to do it. He said, I just happened to do it through basketball. It sounds very similar. Yeah, well, Tang is a friend of mine. Like he was, he was on Scott's staff for a long mm-hmm. time, and you know, and we would play Baylor in closed door scrimmages when I was at Bryce at you know Vanderbilt, and and we would we would do chapels for our team. So when we would go to Baylor, he would do the chapel for the team, and then when they would come to Vanderbilt, I would do the chapel. So we we've we've really spent a lot of time encouraging each other and watching what he's done is another reason Amazing. that I was confident. Like, man, I can be myself and I can you know, strive to do the same thing, you know, running my own program. Now he, he got national coach of the year. So that's, <laughs> that's hard to do, but, you know, hopefully, you know, just seeing his success with, you know, you know, I can have some success like that too. I was just so impressed with the way he went about that whole run and everything he's done and, and the way Scott reacted when, when uh, he got that job at Kansas state, I mean, Scott couldn't have been more happy. And, and I love the whole story behind all of that. Super exciting. We'll talk more hoops. Uh, talk about your staff. How do you go about in on April 13th, uh, starting to put together a staff because this isn't a late hire, but it's not early either. So how do you go about finding those, those particular guys? Cause you've got to fill up a roster, but you've got to get our staff together first. So, you know, over the last seven years, when I had my first opportunity to be a head coach, wasn't quite ready for that. Um, I started kind of preparing, you know, thinking about, you know, what my staff would look like, 
um, building relationships with guys that I, you know, I thought that I would want to coach with or have coach for me. Um, so I've always kind of kept my eye, you know, out open. And I've actually had guys that, you know, I've placed certain places, you know, with other coaches to get preparation because I knew one day I would, you know, pick them off of those staffs and bring them to work for me. <laughs> so, you know, I've done that. I'm doing that with this staff. I got a couple guys I'm going to, you know, pluck away from other places uh, because I've been kind of molding them and shaping them. But then also, you know, through my relationships I've built, you know, through coaching and just the, the, the being in the industry, you know, I have, I have, a, I have a short list of guys that I want to hire. And, and that's what I've kind of done, you know, here in preparation for this, this, this job. And, and I have some guys in mind, um, hope we're finalizing them soon, but they're going to have some experience and they're going to be a great, we're going to have a great staff for this league and for this, for this university. Not, not that you would rope yourself into this, but do you look for uh, a guy, an older guy maybe that has had head coaching experience to be kind of, you know, a lot of the first time head coaches do that. They'll get a guy that's, you know, coach forever as a, as a head coach and that doesn't have aspirations to become a head coach again and kind of wants to help out. Is that, would that be part of the ingredients? Absolutely. You know, I thought about that. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a lot older, but I, I do want someone on my staff that has head coach experience that, you know, has had to call timeouts that has the experience. Um, so, you know, I can glean from them so they can, they can kind of, I call it fill my gaps in areas mm -hmm. that I just, I haven't seen. Um, so that's going to be important to me. And, and I think I have somebody lined up um, probably here later today, if he's going to do it, if he does, I'm going to be really excited because I think he's going to be awesome. He's going to be an awesome addition. And then, and then the other position of my staff, and, and this guy is, is committed to, to, to come along, is someone that has experience in the Missouri Valley that has won at a high level in this mm -hmm. conference, that's been an assistant coach and has, you know, a, a huge role in a team that has been, you know, dominant in the Valley. So, so now you got my brain going. Huh? Now you have my brain going. I'm thinking, okay, experience of the Valley. I'm trying to put all the – I'm trying to figure out who it is now all of a sudden. My brain is all, all over the place. You'll see real soon, but <laughs> – I think I think people are going to be excited that he's he's joining me. Well, that's exciting. Uh, you're a confident guy. You talked yesterday in your press conference about faith and like faith in the Lord, but faith that good things will turn out. You talked about Ephesians three and love that verse. Uh, confidence, success, faith is that transferable? How does a head coach transfer that to his players? I mean, confidence and faith is going to be paramount for us to get over this hump and win this league. You know, so so having that belief, you know, walking with that confidence and that faith in your work, faith in God, because to be honest, some of these games are determined between one point. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you got injuries. You got I mean, there's so much has to go your way. So having having a strong foundation helps you stay stable and helps you continue to push through those hard games, those hard moments. And I think all that stuff is important to be, to win. And, and that's what I had to lean on as a player and as a coach in all these places I've been, all these wins, you know, faith has been important. So just showing that living it and, and walking it out in front of my players, I think it's going to help us and help them develop the character that's needed to win. Uh, Mark few Bruce Weber, Bill self, the drew family, a lot of people that you've worked with, do you take just a piece here and a piece there, or is it like here you are on, like I said, April 13th, and you're kind of an, you know, we all are, right? We're an amalgamation of our experiences and our commitment to Christ and and what other, how other people have influenced us. It, it, coach, it practices, do you find yourself saying something, you go, oh, that was Mark Few, 
oh, that was Bryce Drew. I mean, because I, I do that when I'm talking to people. I think, oh, I heard somebody else say that. Like, talk to me about the combination of all those other mentors in your life. Oh, yeah, it's it's definitely the combination. I mean, the most recent, though, is Coach Few. So I find myself doing, saying things, you know, similar to him because I've just been watching him like a hawk for the last mm-hmm. four years. So that's that's going to be – that's going to be interesting. If, if if my players were around me as an assistant, they're going, they would know. They'd be like, oh, okay. he sounds just like Coach Few right now. Um, and then Bryce has had a major impact, you know, because yeah, I started coaching with him. I had no mm-hmm. coaching experience. He brought me as an assistant. So my foundation came from him. So, you know, I think those two guys, there's going to be a lot of a lot of them in my coaching philosophy and style. I want to talk about the challenges because uh, Valpo is not a gigantic community. Uh, There's been a lot of knocks around the league about the facility. Um, Last year, uh, we had a brand new coach, uh, David Raglan, who I think is going to do great things at Evansville. Uh, But he kind of came in similar. What I mean, what I want to say about that is that they came in, he and his staff, and I know Marcus Wilson very well, one of his assistants, and they were like, man, we're going to be able to get players because we've got connections. And then they got the players they got, and they had a bad season. Now most of those players are gone, and they're actually rebuilding again this year. So it's it's not just flip the switch because, after all, Roger Powell's a great guy, right? I mean, there's tons of work that has to go into it. So uh, how do you go about finding those right players, right fits here in the mid uh, you know, mid-April, high school players, portal players, et cetera? It's going to be hard. I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be easy and these things are going to turn like that. But I think having a solid vision, um, having a, a, a solid plan, uh, hiring a great staff and not veering from that, being consistent with that, I think I think that's the most important thing. And once you have a plan, you know how you want to play, you're not going to be shifting all over the place and you kind of get your core, your foundation in place, I think then you can kind of build upon that. But I think what happens is, you know, some guys, some programs get so excited and they and they just try to get the best talent they can, but it doesn't really fit their culture, it doesn't fit their style of play. I think you you lose those guys because you're like, oh, it didn't work. So you try to rebuild your foundation again. So for me, it's going to be, you know, taking my time, being patient, building this thing, having a solid foundation, getting the right pieces, the right guys that fit, getting a staff that fits me, and then slowly but surely building it and not having to change or blow up everything. That's, that's, I think is going to be paramount for me to have success. And it might not be like right away, you know, next year, it, maybe it is, I don't know. I'm going to do my best, but I think over time I'm going to build something that is, can be sustained. And then once we reach that, that mark of winning the league for the first time is going to continue to go and go and go. And that's my plan. Like, I don't want to just have flash in the bottle success. I want to build something that is sustained. We saw at Indiana State, Josh Schertz came in and they won 11 games the first year. And then last year they won 20 plus and were contending for the league title. And so we, you can see those building blocks that, that coaches put in. When you go out and you're beating the bushes, uh, you've had uh, the influence and the recruiting and, and training um, of a lot of guys that have gone on and played professionally. Malachi Smith just went, just announced, I think, this week that he's going to go to the NBA or put his name in for the draft. Uh, one of your players from here, uh, well, I'm in St. Louis, but I mean in Illinois and this Valley country, and now he's headed maybe for the NBA. That does give you a leg up when you're knocking on some recruit's door, doesn't it? Well, you know, I was kind of going through some of the players that I've coached, you know, starting here, recruiting Alec Peters here, who was the last draft pick, developing him. He's the last draft pick from – 
Valpo played in the NBA. Now he's playing in Europe, making a ton of money. And then you start getting into like Darius Garland, Aaron Neesmith, Luke Cornett, you know, my, the Vanderbilt crew. And then you got, you know, Corey Kispert, Jalen Suggs, Chet Holmgren, Andrew Nimhard, Julian Strother, you know, Drew Timmy. It's just like the guys that I've been able to coach that are NBA caliber guys, all Americans, it's pretty amazing. So when I'm going and talking to these recruits, I'm telling you, you're playing for a coach that has like li- literally coached the elites. The guys that you're watching on the N- NBA TV, the, the NBA All-Stars, I've been able to coach and prepare. So it's it's pretty cool having that. And, and I'm thankful that I do. I, ha- I have it because it's going to help me recruiting. I don't want to keep you a long time. What impressed you or what drew you? Obviously, you had Valpo roots, but you didn't know Dr. Small or, or Mr. Padilla. And, you know, I mean, from your former time, uh, what about those two gentlemen sold you on coming back? So I like their process. Um, I thought they they really did their due diligence. I know they interviewed a lot of guys. They didn't rush in the process. They they really were trying to find the right guy for this. Even for though you person. were the people's champion. Yeah, even though I was, I didn't feel like it was just my job. Like, like I had to interview and I had to I had to meet with multiple people. And and at, over that time though, I was interviewing them as well mm. because you know I didn't I didn't have to leave Gonzaga. I was a great place, great spot, winning, um, had a great contract. So you know, I think over the process there was kind of like this. I'm evaluating their excitement about athletics. Their their you know if they're going to really invest in in, mm. in, in the program. And they were evaluating me and seeing if I was the guy that want they want to lead this program, that have the vision that they could believe in. And I think over time, just all the times I met with Dr. You know, Charles and I met the president, like I think both of us just got to a place where we were like, man, this is a no-brainer. Hmm. And I and I and I valued that that process. And, and the last thing that really attracted me to them was, you know, when I interviewed with them for the first time, I basically said, Hey guys, like this is who I am. And I lined out. I'm a preacher that I, that loves my family. That you know, hard nosed. That I'm 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 going to challenge these guys to grow. Like, like this is who I am. And if and if this doesn't line up with what you're looking for, it's not going to work. I can leave the interview right now. And everything that I I said, they were like, yes, that's what we want. Yes, that fits us. So then I knew I have to I had to go for it because these guys want who I am. So it was it's kind of pretty cool to experience that interview process. Very exciting. Mr. Padilla said yesterday something about a, a new arc, a, a, a new facility. Do they have any kind of time frame uh, thought about what that looks like? You know, there's some energy right now. And, and he's told me, like, I want you to coach in a new arena. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not sure what it is. I think it depends on kind of how fast we can raise the money and when they can get this plan and get people to rally. But, you know, if we're able to have some success here you know, next year and, and put out an exciting brand of basketball. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that if that time frame speeds up because, you know, I think the university, I think the community is ready to rally behind us. And and if we're able to kind of get that arena up and running, create an experience, not just for our players, but for the fans, I think that's where that's where you see, you know, Valparaiso University begin to become a mighty force in the Missouri Valley and not just in the Valley, in the, in the country. Uh, final thought, I wanted to talk about the Missouri Valley Conference. Obviously, my our website here covers the Missouri Valley Conference very intensely. And uh, talk about what you do know or what you understand about the Missouri Valley. Obviously, it hasn't been center focus for you for the last couple of years. And when you were at Valpo, they weren't in the 
Missouri Valley. What uh, Give us a feel, your thoughts about the Missouri Valley. Well, you know, for me growing up as a kid, like that's what I what I grew up watching. And my first college basketball game, I went to I went to Bradley. I watched a, a Bradley game. I, I could remember to this, to this day. It was really cool going to my first game at Bradley. My dad played at Illinois State. He's one of the all time greats mm-hmm. um, at, at Illinois State University. Uh, so, you know, I, I grew up around the league. And now as a coach, like, I have a lot of respect for this league. I mean, there are some big-time coaches in this league. Um, this, it's a great brand of basketball. It's tough. Um, I think defensive, great defenses. Um, teams do a great job of scouting. And and it's, and it's competitive. You know, this league has had two two tournament bids before, you know. So it's, it's, it's a league that I think is on the rise. It's been consistent for years, but I think it's gotten a lot better with the additions of – you know, Belmont and uh, Murray State. So it's it's a top mid-major league in the country. And, um, you know, it's 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 I can see this league having a couple bids in the NCAA tournament here soon just because the growth of it and the comp- competitive nature of it. And, and, and hey, Valpo's coming. So hopefully <laughs> we're one of those bids. Uh, final thought, uh, you know, your Gonzaga background, uh, obviously that was a conference that was a mid-major conference. And, uh, and Gonzaga just uh, blew past that moniker. You know, even the people that poll mid-major, they say these are the top teams in mid-majors. Oh, but Gonzaga isn't one of those because they've elevated. Uh, is uh, it, it's, it's impossible to compare Valparaiso and Gonzaga, uh, but yet there's maybe a model, maybe a path, maybe a journey there that lessens to say, yeah, Valpo can become an elite-level mid-major conference uh, team. I've definitely thought about that. I mean, when, when we were here, when I was here with Bryce, you know, our, our goal was to create uh, a Gonzaga type program. Hmm. So we looked at Gonzaga, you know, seven years ago. Now the crazy thing is I didn't realize that I would end up coaching there for four years (laughs) and be a part of it. So it's almost this God thing that I was able to go to the program that, you know, we were studying that we wanted to be like, and then have an opportunity to leave my stamp on that program and be inside of it. And, and really learn it and, and and get a feel for that secret sauce that everyone's always asking me about. Now I get to come back to Valpo, a place that is a small, you know, religious faith-based school in, in a mid-major conference and try to build the same thing that I was a part of the last, you know, four years. So it's, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. And I'm excited to try to attack it and use, you know, some of the things that I learned, some of the, some of the, the, um, the, the secret sauce things that I learned to try to build this program into, you know, a mid-major powerhouse. Appreciate your time today. I don't want to keep you any longer. Really excited about your addition there at Valpo and to our conference, the Missouri Valley Conference. Wish you all the best. Uh, I'll be praying for you, my friend, that that God really just steers and guides you in, in all the things you're doing, not just wins and losses, but mentoring those young men. Amen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That's Roger Powell Jr., the brand-new coach at the Valparaiso University, the home of the Beacons. They're going to do great there in Valpo and in the Missouri Valley Conference. I'm Harry Schrader. Remember, since you've been there, make it a better place. We'll see you again real soon.